Hey everyone, my name is Billy and welcome to this week's mes message from uh, the Greenville Vineyard from uh, Paris Mountain State Park. Thought I'd give you all a, a view today. Um, you're joining us in the midst of a series where we're looking at a theme called The Journey. And specifically we're looking at the kingdom journey of life that we all embark on when we choose to follow Jesus. When we begin to go on that, that wild trip where we say yes to Jesus, let him be our leader our God, our King, and we pretty much live life His way. And in that, He just takes us on this adventure, and we're calling that the Kingdom Journey. This week, we're going to dig into one of the bigger issues of this journey, and we're going to talk about the strength of obedience. And yeah, you heard me right. I said the strength of obedience. You know, often when we hear the word obedience, we don't think of it as a positive word, as a word that brings strength. We think of it as a word that it's something we have to do in order to avoid consequences, whatever they mean. We obey, we obey the laws so we don't go to jail. We obey the speed limit so we don't get a ticket. We obey parking regulations for the same reason so our cars don't get towed. We don't often think of obedience as being a source of strength, something that brings uh, good things into our lives. But you know, that's something that it is as well. There's two sides to the obedience coin. There's the, there's the, uh, you know, having to deal with consequences when things like that, when we when we are disobedient. But there's also the flip side of that coin, where obedience becomes a key. A key to breakthrough, a key to blessing in our lives, and a key ultimately to fullness of life. So why don't you uh, pray with me, and we will dig into that as we read from uh, Joshua chapter 7 today. So Lord, thank you very much that you want to bless us. And so as we think about the subject of obedience here today, I ask that you would challenge us, that you would reveal to us things that you want us to change in our lives, things that you want us to be obedient in. Guard my words, Lord, today, and let them be from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, you can open up to Joshua chapter 7. And I'm going to read from verse 6. Otherwise, you can just follow along on the screen. So I just want to paint a picture for you of what is happening in Joshua up to this point. Uh, Joshua and the Israelites have come to the land. They've gotten to the edge of the, the Jordan River. And then God has said to Joshua, look, I'm going to take you across the Jordan, even though it's in its flood stage. And there are a few things I want you to do. I want you to get the priest to take up the Ark of the Covenant. I want you to walk them into the river. I want everybody else to stay at least 3,000 feet behind. And then once the priests walk into the river with the Ark, I'll stop the water flow upstream. And then you can all walk across on dry ground and then that's exactly what happens they walk then after that they head over to Jericho where they're gonna basically begin warring to take the land and God says okay we're not going to take the city in the conventional way Joshua what yeah I want you to do is I want you to do the same thing take the Ark of the Covenant lead it around the city once a day blowing trumpets but nobody else is to make a sound so they do it once and they do it six days and then God says on the seventh day I want you to walk around that city seven times and this time, after the seventh time, when you blow the trumpets, do a yell, and then I will bring the walls of that city down and hand it, into, hand it over to you. And so there's this theme that's happening. God's saying, do it my way, obey me, and you will enter in the land and take possession of it. And then what happens is they head over to the city called Ai, Ai, and they're going to do the same thing. Joshua sends some spies to check it out. The spies come back. And he says, hey, we've got the land, we're going to take it. Joshua doesn't really consult the Lord this time. 
and which he should have done because unbeknownst to him, when they conquered Jericho, somebody called Achan had taken stuff from the city and everything was supposed to be destroyed, given over to the Lord. Nobody was supposed to take anything for themselves in that. And so Achan disobeys the Lord. And what happens is the Israelites go up to attack Ai, which is supposed to be way easier than Jericho, and they get absolutely whooped. They get sent back, and a number of them die, and it's a disaster. And we take up the story from here in Joshua 7, verse 6. It says this, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Pardon your servant, Lord. What can I say? Now that Israel has been routed by its enemies, the Canaanites and all the people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down in your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against the enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction whole bunch of stuff going on there pretty grim story what happens is they find out who did it and then they execute that guy and everything in his whole family it's a pretty pretty grim story because his disobedience had caused the death of many more people it caused the defeat of the nations the nation should i say and so there's a few things i want to bring out of this whole theme of obedience victory obedience victory and disobedience defeat and uh theme is this first first point the means are just as important to the end when it comes to the Lord. The means are just as important to the end. God cares about how things are done. You know, one of the sad tragedies of Israel entering into the land is that Moses didn't go, get to go with them. And the reason why Moses died before they entered the land and Joshua got to lead the people into the land is because Moses disobeyed this one time. God had told Moses to speak to a rock to bring water to the people because the people were grumbling again. And Moses was angry and instead of speaking to the rock, he went and he struck the rock. And it looked like he beat the water out of the rock and it basically stole glory from the Lord. And that one act of disobedience, God said, you've, you've done things your way, that means you don't get to go into the land. And the reason for this and the reason why God is so obsessed with obedience is because he's always doing something. And so when he asks us to do something a particular way, there's, that, that is communicating something to the people around us. It is bringing glory to God. It's revealing something about God to people through us. And when we disobey, we rob God of his glory. We deny him his divinity. And we begin to take for ourselves what belongs to him. This is why the Achan's theft was so bad in the story with Joshua. You know, God wants us to do things a particular way, so it's a testimony to other people, a testimony even to the generations after us. It's like when the Israelites cross the Jordan, God says, stay away from the ark, except when I want you to go in and take the boulders out of the river. Those boulders, say, go take the boulders that are close to the ark. 
ones that have been in the vicinity of this holy relic and they go and they take those boulders stack them up on the other side of the Jordan so that for generations to come people will come and look at those rocks as those rocks were near where the ark stood when the people entered into this land coming over the Jordan and so you have this this method this way of things being done is very very important to God obedience is important and obedience is often the key that unlocks the door that has been holding us back so obedience unlocked the door of the Jordan and opened a path through the obedience was the key that unlocked the walls of Jericho and had them come down and so this is the next point I want you to really understand today obedience is a key to the next best part of your journey your kingdom journey in life you know in the story of the Israelites, the river is held back and they cross over and the walls of Jericho come down and they take possession of that area. What is it in your case? You know, you step out in obedience to the Lord and your marriage is improved. Or you get that new breakthrough in your career that you've been praying for. Or a relationship is reconciled. Or you overcome some sort of sin that you've been, been enslaved to for this time of your life. Or the answer to that prayer that you've been just travailing with the Lord about eventually comes into place. Obedience often is the key that unlocks those things. So let me ask you, what are you praying for right now? You know, is it something that you're frustrated because you're not getting any progress in it? It's, you're not having any breakthrough. It just You feel like you're coming up against a blockage, a wall. Something needs to happen. In the light of that, I want to ask you, you know, this isn't always the case, but sometimes it is. Um, what is God challenging you to do at the moment? And are you being obedient in that? If you know that you're being a disobedient in something that God's challenging you at the moment, it might be that that's the key that's going to unlock you into that next stage, into the answer of the prayers that you're praying right now. Not always the rule, you know, you've got to give you that caveat. But often, often we're being held back because we have disobedience in our life and so we need to take that disobedience seriously now how do we take it seriously well one we repent we turn away from our disobedience and we walk into obedience so you know maybe you're watching inappropriate things on television maybe you're watching movies and shows that have got a lot of pornographic content or are just not edifying to you at all they're corrupting your thought life. They're taking you away from thinking good things and taking you towards thinking about other sinful things. And maybe you've been feeling like God's saying to you for a while, stop watching that. Please stop watching that. But you're holding on to it. But then you're finding that you're having difficulties in other lives and you're in, in other areas of your life and you're praying for God's help there. And God might be saying, you know, the reason why you're not having breakthrough there is because you're holding on to this particular sin, this particular thing that you're disobeying me in. And so you need to repent. You need to stop watching that thing and Turn around and then focus on what you're praying about and maybe you'll see some results. You know, because the truth is, some of you watching right now are missing out on blessings of the Lord because you're being disobedient in some area of your life. Because obedience releases the blessing. You know, this is what we see crossing into the Jordan, the walls of Jericho coming down, and a lot of other things over the life of the Israelites. And even as you go into the New Testament, obedience releases the blessing Paul is wandering around in modern-day Turkey trying to find a place to go tell the gospel God is stopping him from entering into a particular area and then he has a vision he has a dream somebody from Macedonia says come to us come to us 
bring life to us. And rather than trying to get into Asia where he wanted to be, uh, Paul says, okay, let's go. We're going to Macedonia. They're going to Macedonia. There's an outbreak. Loads of people come to know the Lord. People are saved. The blessing is released because of obedience. So what are you holding on to? What are you being disobedient in? What in, in, in your life are you holding back from the Lord that's stopping you from moving forward in your journey with Him? You know, that thing's probably come to your mind right now. And, you know, knowing human nature and spiritual warfare and the way the enemy speaks to us as well, as soon as that area of disobedience in life came into your mind, right now, arguments to justify your behavior have just appeared in your mind as well. Yeah, but you don't understand, Bill. I've got this, this, and this going on. No. No, it doesn't work that way. What you have to realize when it comes to obedience the Lord doesn't think much of your arguments or my arguments to continue in our disobedience. Oh, but it's, to, to obey the Lord's going to be really hard right now. It's going to mean this sacrifice and that, that sacrifice. And God looks at you and I and he goes, yes, it does. And I want you to make that sacrifice. Because if you make that sacrifice and you're obedient to me, I'm going to unlock other blessings into your life that are way better than the thing that you're holding on to right now. So what is the internal dialogue going on with you? What do you know that God wants to, to challenge you on? And what are you justifying in the back of your mind? How are you justifying holding on to that? You know, that means you're in a battle right now. You need some breakthrough. You need to make a decision. You need to repent. You need to turn from that particular thing and say yes to the Lord. Make the sacrifice and step into obedience because our father in heaven he's expecting us to be obedient he's expecting us to surrender things in our lives to him he's expecting us to make sacrifices to say yes and it's not like he's doing it from a place of aloofness he's made those sacrifices in the person of jesus he's come down to earth and he's he's suffered with people against people at the hands of people you know he's fought against the pharisees he died at the hand of the romans he suffered on the cross. He's known rejection and betrayal from friends. All of that so that he could be in relationship with you. So this is the challenge I want to lay down to each of you today. What is getting in the way of the blessings of the Lord in your life? What is getting in the way of the breakthrough that you need? Is there an area of disobedience in your life that you need to change on? If so, now's the time make that decision now's the time to say no to your, your disobedience to turn away from it and to say yes to the lord let's be still for a moment and just do exactly that um, if you're ready to make that step if you're ready to repent from any disobedience in your life if you're ready to step into more obedience so that you can know the fullness of life of the Lord and, and His blessings. If you're looking for some breakthrough and you're like, okay, I want, I want to go to the next level of my faith. I want to choose now to be an obedient follower of Jesus. Um, even if you, maybe there's nothing going on right now, but you know challenges will come and you, in those times, you want to be obedient. If you're in either of those camps, I encourage you just to sit back in a receptive posture and kind of a giving posture. Lord, I'm giving you something. I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you the thing I'm holding on to. And uh, let's see what he does. I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you're with each one of us by your Holy Spirit. Would you come, Holy Spirit, 
empower us to surrender the things that we're holding on to. Empower us to be obedient. Just right now where you are, I invite you to confess whatever it is you're being disobedient in or whatever it is you're holding on to. Say, Lord, I'm being disobedient here. Well, Lord, I'm holding on to this. Name that thing and say, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I turn away from it and I choose obedience. I surrender this thing to you. Lord, would you forgive me? Would you cleanse me? Would you empower me to say yes to you? Just say those things in your own words. Hey, if you're somebody watching this and you're not a follower of Jesus, you've just kind of been exploring it and you're beginning to realize just by listening to this that you're not living a life of obedience to God. And if that's the case, you are missing out on the blessings of God in your life. You're missing out on the life that Jesus promised. You're separated from the Lord and your eternity is separated from the Lord. And God doesn't want that. Jesus didn't come for that. It's God's heart that every human being be reconciled to him in relationship. That's why he suffered. And so if you're ready to make that step, if you're ready to turn around and say, Lord, I want your blessings in my life, uh, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything, but it's also free. You don't have to pay any money for it. You just have to give your whole life. <laughs> and so if you're ready to do that, I encourage you just right now, sit down and pray. Say, Lord, I give you my whole life. Forgive me for all my sins, the ones I know that I've, I've committed and the ones that I have no idea I'm committing. Lord, I surrender my life to obedience. My my thought life, my heart life, everything about me, my body, I surrender it to you right now. Would you forgive me for my sins and would you send your Holy Spirit and fill me with your Holy Spirit right now and empower me to follow you, Lord. If you don't know how to pray a prayer, hang on. The number's going to come up that you can text and we'll send you a prayer that you can pray. But even if you do pray your own prayer, text that number, the number Jesus to it. That way we can connect with you and help you along this journey. Hey, if you're doing business with the Lord right now and the Holy Spirit is where you are and is kind of working with you, I just encourage you to stay in that place, even as I close with a prayer of blessing over you. And I just encourage you for the rest of the day just to camp in that area in your heart and to just do some business with God. Just spend the day praying, surrendering things, choosing obedience over and over again. And even this week, See what happens. See if you don't have some sort of breakthrough in your life, in your relationship with God, because you're choosing a new direction to go in. Let me pray this over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. <laughs>